1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
0: Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, everyone? Welcome to a Thursday night edition of weekend kickoff. My name is Andrew Spade. I am joined by my good buddy Cody Sook. How are you, Cody?
1: Andrew, how you doing, buddy? Just cracking a Thursday night beverage. Got a little oh. Great Lakes Christmas sale. You yeah, know? Tis the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, do. Pick some of that. I have
0: uh the remnants of a Diet Coke from the taco place. So Ooh. we're all enjoying a beverage. Yeah, right.
1: Nothing wrong, nothing <laughs> wrong with a little taco. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was good. You know, the tacos were the were the highlight, but um I I will also say that they had the uh you know the Mexican street corn, but like in bowl format, which was really good. Mm-hmm. The uh corn and the uh, cotilla cheese with a little bit of like the mayonnaise sauce and some spices. All the it food was, groups. Yeah, basically it was the full food pyramid as what I received uh, in a bowl. Um so yeah, had a nice uh, had a nice meal this afternoon and uh very excited to be here with you to talk about uh Browns football. Um it has been, you know, 2 weeks since we talked because we took Thanksgiving off last week uh and honestly uh the bye week uh was not great timing because they had beaten the Bengals and it would have been fun to talk about the Browns coming off of that win. But that Thanksgiving week off was good timing for us, Cody, because last week would have been no fun to talk about losing to the Dolphins, losing to the Bills. They can't find a way to win a game. They're 3-7. and seven. The season's over. A week later, they've beaten the Buccaneers in overtime. Uh, Deshaun Watson's taking a snap for this team in, like, what, three days now? Uh, the, there's enthusiasm. There's momentum. Uh, I'm convinced that the Browns are going to go 6-0 and and make the playoffs. Uh, you're gonna talk me down from that over the course of the show tonight but that that level of enthusiasm when's the last time we felt this jacked up probably since they won on Thursday night against the Steelers right
1: yeah, right, it's gotta be we haven't had a joyous a joyous type show they're all fun but we right. haven't had f- fun Brown's t- type coverage for for weeks where they lose five or that five out of six games there for a while after that Bengals game so. Mm-hmm. It's much like it's a lot of things to be excited about. The, the Tampa Bay win, you, you know, you have some confidence building in that. It was kind of an emotional win, I, I think, for the team and I think for some of the players. I think maybe even some of the coaching staff because getting off that schneid, after you're so close in so many of these games, you know, the, the Patriots game and, and the Bills game, whatever. Flush those away. But the right. rest of those games where you're just a couple of plays away, the ball's not bouncing your way, you got bad luck just across the board, but things come together. You, you stay together as a team, you win as a team for the first time since the Bengals, probably only the second time this season. Yep, you know, the defense picking it up to slack where the offense wasn't performing. The offense comes through with Njoku, huge catch for playing well. Cooper, PPJ, Chubb, the whole crew, the whole game, played ex- the whole played extremely well. And you can see even Cooper the special teams, right? Even special teams, you know, <laughs> even though what well, was did York shank a kick in that game? Was that the sure York did. shank? He sure yeah, did. Well, yeah he, sh- okay. he
0: shanked one into the left rough that, uh. I think he probably took a, a bogey or a, a uh, unplayable on that one because I think that was out of, oh, I yeah. think that was OB.
1: That's OB for sure. Yeah. That looked like me. Yeah. Look, look at me at the RVR out, outing this summer. So you know, <laughs> just snapped it. Just snapped a little snap yeah. back left. It's all yeah. right, but he made yep. another one, so it, it's it's right. all right. But it, it was yeah. great to see and mm-hmm. you see like for Jacoby especially to come in here. The guy knew what his role was. I got 11 games to to kind of build myself for the future to kind of hold this team together for 11 games. Until Watson was coming back, he accepted the role. Right. Flourished in that role, played as a top ten quarterback, Um, and you got to thank him for that. And you hope he gets paid somewhere to be the starter going forward. And and then you hope Watson takes it even to the next level. Right. Uh, So we'll see. You you could see that he's a guy that has a lot of respect in that room. A lot of players, a lot of coaches. Uh, Yeah. Kudos to him. Nice to see the Browns at four and seven. Really, you don't have to keep rambling here, but really, just one game off pace where they thought they should be. Yep. You know, at the time that Watson came back, we if you get the five and six, you got a shot. Four and seven, they still have a shot. It might not be the highest percentage chance right. of getting to where they want to be, but uh, it's good to come out into a win with him coming onto the field.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jake made fun of me on on Sunday on the pregame uh, uh, because I it sounded like I was eulogizing Jacoby Brissett. You know, because he it's like, oh my god, you know, uh, he he's, he deserves a win, and he need you know he's been. Everything for this team and he spent you know and it, it felt like uh, you know it felt like I was kind of saying that he was about to be shipped off to war or something but uh, but no I mean I think it really is just as, as simple as I was thinking about this this week because I listened to Cleveland Browns daily on Monday and Joe you know they had Joe Thomas on and they were saying all the same things that I had been saying on Sunday, which you know makes me feel good first of all but um, my point is is that you know they're talking about what a good guy he is I think it's really just what we're used to. You know, we have been used to Baker Mayfield. And, like, he played some good football at times. But, you know, he was never a guy that wanted – was interested in bringing the whole locker room together. I mean, that much became obvious by the time he, he made his way out. But but he was, let's be honest, a me-first guy. And, and I you think
1: yeah, – You've yeah. heard the exact opposite. Right, exactly. About Jacoby. It's all about, exactly. about the team. Right. Everything's. A fancy said it. His teammates have said it. and right. There weren't a lot of people speaking up for Baker when he left this team. That's exactly right. The team, you know what That's I mean? That's exactly right. Uh, and you, I think you're kind of hearing the same things with Watson. You, I think you're yep. hearing a lot right now about how good of a football player is. Right. How much of a leader he can be. Uh, so, you hopefully, he gets to that level. Or maybe even to another level that Jacoby was with, with the teammate. Everybody's right. about the team. Let's find a way to win. Let's be passionate. You know, I love when Jacoby would get a four-yard gain on a QB sneak and, you know, get up all, all, all excited. So, mm-hmm. I think good things are coming. Um for this team and yeah. you hopefully just keep performing. You know, the defense still worries you a little bit, uh, but you know, you hopefully the offense can carry them and they can win some games here down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I don't have the ability to put comments up tonight cause I'm on, I'm on a laptop, but uh, super, shout out to Super Surge Jim C. He pointed out Anthony Schwartz scored a touchdown on Sunday. So great point by him to say like everybody contributed because Anthony Schwartz hasn't contributed since he's been drafted and there he, he came up with one. And he also made the point that Jacoby was the adult that we deserved. Just not the one that we needed, which um, you know he's got the, the the this emoji afterwards, and I think that's now that I read that again, I'm like, do I actually agree with it?
1: The adult we need deserved, but just the not, meaning the adult as in the quarterback we didn't need. Yeah, is that what we're going at? Like? I guess
0: maybe, or maybe he meant to say not just the one we needed, but the one we deserved. I, I'm not sure there, but you know what? Let's. Uh, we oh, he's saying we need Watson. I yeah, see. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree. And so let's talk about that now, uh, Cody, because we talked a little bit about a big win on Sunday that that has kind of changed the vibe, it sounds like. And, and you know, to go back to that Cleveland Browns Daily, um, they, were, they were talking on Monday about how the vibe in the building is different after that win. And I know that they, there had been some talk coming off of the bye week that the team felt, even after that loss to the Dolphins, that they just needed one of the next two to have a shot. And so, you know, I, I know what the math looks like to win the division because, you know, Baltimore right now has what, a 3 game lead on them plus the tiebreaker. So, right. I mean, they're they're almost almost out of touch. And the Browns lose sense. the they lose the tiebreaker with every wild card team you can list. Literally, if you list a team that might make the wild card, the Browns have lost to them. It's I, literally every one of them. So, it the path is not exactly clear. I'll say this, and it sounds dumb. I'm willing to admit that this sounds dumb. I don't think that it has to be clear right now. They're 4-7. and What they need is to string some wins together. You know, get through these next three games. Beat the Texans. Get tuned up. Play a good game against Cincinnati. See if you can steal one there. Beat Baltimore at home. Get to 7-7, and and now see what that path looks like, right? Then, all of a sudden, you're within touching distance of Baltimore. You're within hailing distance of perhaps a wild card spot because some of these other teams lose games they shouldn't, you know, lose. Uh, and, and all of a sudden now you just need three against three beatable opponents to get to the postseason.
1: It's definitely a situation where you take it week by week and you hope that you just keep building and building and right, building exactly as you go with each game. And you, Houston, okay, anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. I think this season has shown that yep. across the board that anybody on a Sunday, if you don't show up, you're going to lose a game. If you're not you're right. doing your job individually, coaches aren't doing their team, uh, the coaches aren't doing their job, they're going right. to lose a game. It's going to happen. With that said, the Browns should pounce and dominate a game on Sunday. We just saw the Dolphins do it last right. weekend. They, 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 the Texans are not even a, a match for this football team. Mm. Uh, even with Jacoby, like I think you said it in Slack, even with Jacoby, the confidence should be pretty high going into this yes. game. Yes. So you go into here, you win on Sunday, you get to five and seven, that's step one, and then you keep it going. Yeah, you got right. Cincy on the road. You got Baltimore too. I mean, those divisional games. Everybody says it, it's cliche, but they count as two. Exactly. Even when you're even when you're behind in the division, they still count for two. Right. So you take it week by week and see where things shake out at the end of the season. But like you said, if you're sitting at seven seven and you've yep. gone one four in a row. Right. Okay. I know momentum isn't a data backed type item. <laughs> momentum <laughs> is a thing. Confidence <laughs> is a thing. Um, figuring out how to win. Right. That's a thing, man. That's a and it's been a problem thing. for this team all season. And it's, it's been a problem with just bad luck, yep. bad bounce of the ball. But, you know, good teams, they kind of find a way to get that ball to bounce their way. They right. kind of find a way to greet those turnovers. We see Philly do it. Philly's yep. turnover differential is astronomical. Right. So they, they keep creating those plays and not giving the ball away uh, yep. a couple together. So, uh, I don't think you're wrong in that. Let's say even if they don't make the playoffs, even right. if they make it like 8-9 to nine or something. Good point. You've still gone, you know, 4-2. and two right to five and two to finish the season right and and that's a really good start to the next season right so I'm just kind of taking it week by week enjoy these games and uh see what happens there how does analogs quantify momentum you can't yeah there's no there's no quantifiable and and and, you know look
0: we're we don't have Anthony Reinhardt on here with us so I can say this and I doubt that he's watching because he's got a newborn um it it isn't quantifiable but that doesn't mean it's not real like exactly, yeah. uh, and and I know that that's a that is a current and ongoing topic of debate, uh, amongst sports statisticians. But just because something is not quantifiable does not mean it is not real. Uh, science has proven that a few times, so we don't need to get into all of that right here. But I, I, I do think that you know the, the point I'm making is that the team believes, and for this week, that's enough, right? Yeah,
1: and so absolutely. if it's enough
0: for this week, then that's a win. And if it's enough for next week and you go into Cincinnati and you get another win, that belief grows. And so that's all they have to do is it's, you know, it's the same mantra that Stefanski was, was leaning on when they were losing four in a row is every week is its own game. You just got to go out and win that one. So that's all they got to do is they got to go out and beat the Texans. And let's talk about that game a little bit. Sure. You mentioned it They're you know, by record and by most statistics, the worst team in the league, um, you know, until a few weeks ago, they were still competitive in a lot of these games. But the last few weeks, they have kind of had that vibe of a team that once that, you know, once something goes wrong, once the the other team scores two touchdowns, they start to look a little bit hesitant. They don't they don't seem to be giving it their all once things go against them. And so, you know, this is more than any other game so far this season, the game where you want to get out to a lead, play from ahead and make, you know, uh, it's kind of going to be Kyle Allen making his second start of the season. Uh, You want to make Kyle Allen play catch up
1: Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. 100%. If you, if, let's say they can jump out to that 14-0 league right. and force the... that that so the, the, If we look at the Texans right now, they have the 7th lowest uh, neutral pass rates, early down, uh, neutral play types. They're, they're throwing the ball the 7th lowest clip on those plays. So what you want to do, if you can get they take Damian Pierce out of the game, take their running game out of the game where they're pretty successful. He's playing extremely well. Yep. But if you can get that out of there and then you come in, and you make Kyle Allen throw the ball and a guy that was pressured on 40% of his dropbacks last week, you take Miles Garrett, clowning and everybody and bring the pressure on him. That is a advantageous matchup for that Browns team 100% of the way. And once you get 14 and now you've got your quarterback back there now, again, uh, we're feeling ourselves we can just keep this train rolling, keep, <laughs> keep, the, keep the pedal keep the keep the gas pedal down right. and go and just and just run the score up you know not, right. not in an unsportsmanlike type way right but he just keeps he just keeps scoring points against an inferior team and I, and I think if you look at the way that Pierce has run the ball you know he, he's pretty much, he's top 10 in a lot of categories rushing yep. yards uh force miss tackles explosive runs uh but they run the ball a lot so like I said take him out of the game get to a big lead and it's only going to work to the, to the success of the offense and the right. team overall.
0: Yeah. And you know, I was I was going to ask you a question about running the score up, but I wanted to pump the brakes for a second because I, it, it, I flashed back to last year against the Texans, the home opener. Uh They call off that close loss to the chiefs and they look like one of the best teams in the league and we're all excited. And then they just, all game the Texans hung around and hung around and they ended up winning by double digits if I remember correctly, but it never felt like they pulled away. They certainly never put the the Texans away. And, you know, I just want to pump the brakes a little bit here enthusiasm wise because we still haven't seen that performance from, you know, uh, you know, on a consistent basis against inferior teams from the Browns under Kevin Stefanski And, and really from the Browns for years, they haven't put, you know, lower, lower ranked teams away. I mean, they played the lions to almost a draw last year. There's, there's examples of it across the, of the, you know, the, the years where they let a team hang around. And and when you do that, you know, then things in the second half start to get tight. So I'm not sitting here saying that's what's going to happen, but you know, um, you certainly, like I said, you want to get that lead early so that the other team kind of stops because if you don't and they hang around then that's where things, especially with what probably will be a pretty vocal crowd in Houston, that's when things would start to get tense, right? That's the upset formula is that the Texans are in, it in the second half and able to continue to run that ball. And then everybody gets a little bit tense that they're not blowing them out. That feels like it could be, you know, I, I'm not say, I'm not going there. I'm not calling for an upset, but I'm just saying, you know, it feels like they should blow them out. The Dolphins just did it and they rested Skyler Thompson or they brought in Skylar Thompson in the third quarter. Tua was out in the third quarter. Do the Browns have that in them? I guess is the question.
1: Yeah, I think we've seen him jump out to big leads quite a few times against Cincy a couple times. We saw it in the Steelers wild card. We saw it in some, a couple of Chargers games yep. where the team comes out to that 14 or 17 point lead and just they just stall. And it happens right. too often. It's kind of like what Baltimore's doing this year. They get out to those big leagues and they lose these games and these after to up two scores. Right. So you hope it's a situation where if they can jump out to that lead uh, with uh, – P.S. if they win the coin flip, I want to take the ball again, just like they did this Ooh, week. Oh, yeah. That's kind of counterproductive and counterintuitive to what you usually want to do because you want to get the double up at the end of the half. But I would much rather than take the ball and go down and score seven points right. and get that and then keep rolling Agreed. with it. But, yeah, what you said with putting the teams away, I don't know what it is with that – We've seen it five, six, seven, eight times from yeah. the Stefanski era. And I know they kind of leaned on that ground game, but I, you kind of just want to keep keep that game plan going, whatever is right. working. You just keep going at it because as we saw against the Jets, up 14 points at the minute, 52, whatever it was, right. game's not over. Wasn't you know, enough. Game's not over until we see zeros across that scoreboard. Right. So keep it going if you can get to that point. But back to your point again, it, you don't want to get to the point where you're, you're, where you're almost riding the team off. Because right. like we said earlier, that's how you'll lose this game. Right. you don't take care of the football, you're going to lose the game. You know, you don't right. play defense, you blow your coverages, you're going to lose the game. So yep. even Kyle job. Allen can hit
0: one. I mean, these, these are yeah, all NFL absolutely. quarterbacks. If, if a guy's as open as uh Corey Davis was in the in week two against the Jets, if that happens again, Kyle Allen will hit him. That'll be a 70 yarder.
1: Yeah, we saw Joe Flacco look like Joe Montana out there. Exactly. So, you know, it it, there you it can happen any any right. week.
0: Kyle Allen might look like Kyle Trask. I don't know a good Kyle. <laughs>
1: Kyle Busch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Montana. Kyle uh, might look Kyle. like Kyle Montana, Joe Montana's brother. There we go, um, Joe Montana. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and Super search dropping a little bit more knowledge in chat. My buddy in Houston says that there's very little interest in the team because no one likes the front office owner right now, which is – I think that's true. I think the only wild card is what does Deshaun Watson bring out of the fans? You know, does he – does this revenge type – angle play or you know i mean if it was me in those shoes and i'm sitting at home and i have the chance to go to a game and spend x number of dollars or i can just sit at home and watch i'm probably not leaving the house just to boo to sean watson but you know i'm trying to think of the last browns player that kind of walked out in such you know demanded to trade and 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 left the team i'm struggling to keep come up with an analogy here but uh it doesn't feel like a situation where I would be super motivated if I was a Texans fan. They're 1-9 and nine to schlep down to the stadium just to yell at Deshaun Watson. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Sure. And I don't think that the reaction for him is going to be an isolated incident to only Houston. You have four Absolutely. Of these six games, That's a great point. Four, four of these six games are on the road. Yep. And I think, what does he have? The Ravens and the... Saints. Saints at home. The other four yep. on the road. It's not going to be a welcome you know there is, nobody's going to be throwing confetti into the air or doing any that kind of stuff when right. when you kids it's going to be booze heavy on and the only yep. way you take them those booze out is if you come out and you perform right and you, and you quiet the crowd you know you perform let your actions quiet the crowd not your right. words quiet the crowd type thing so i think it'll be raucous ruckus? raucous raucous yeah raucous ruckus. yeah ruckus. raucous rocky rocky <laughs> you guys here Ruckus? Club. <laughs> I think it would be like that uh, early on in the game yeah. uh, and they hope they can quiet them down. But I think yeah. somebody mentioned that their attendance was way down anyway, which yeah. is expected for a team that's one, nine and one and yep. kind of 100% and not in a tank mode, but definitely in a rebuild mode. Right. Uh, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, the other thing that, that is a dynamic here is, and, and we've kind of talked around it a little bit is if they are, if they are up big you know, typically, you know, like the Dolphins last week, Tua's out in the third quarter. They, they pull him, they put him in the backup because they want to keep Tua safe because they've got this playoff run that they're on, and and he's kind of the key. We learned that earlier this year. He's the key to their offense. Um, you know, those receivers are good, but Tua makes the whole thing work. It's different here because Deshaun Watson needs the reps. Yeah. So even if they're up 20 or 30 in the third quarter, you almost have to keep, you know, playing ball and, and maybe even throwing the ball because – you know, or at a, at a minimum running some some of your offense, almost like, you know, getting those preseason reps. So he just needs to be out there running the offense, right?
1: Yeah, something I was thinking about today when I was driving home from work was like, okay, so this is – I think it's 700 days exactly, right, in between mm-hmm. regular season games. So his last game in Houston was January 3rd, 2021, to, to Sunday. Yep. But something that I think I thought about as well. I was like, he's not going from couch potato, you know, eating queso. Right. When, Queso and chips off the couch to all of a sudden <laughs> turn into a starting NFL quarterback role. You know what right. I mean? He's, he's been training with Quincy Avery. He's been throwing to receivers. He, he's been working out, you know, he yep. has the Browns playbook. You see, if anybody read the MKC article, you see that he, when we're going through the checks and identifiers, the coverage and indicators and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff from the Browns playbook. So I think he's been in there doing that. And I think Quincy even mentioned that he's probably better prepared now with the 11 game suspension versus the six game suspension, because he was able to focus on that playback more um, in, in a kind of an isolated environment. But again, with that said, not playing in a regular season game against NFL players, at NFL game speeds, even though he's had a little preseason action, there's yep. going to be some rust. I know people are out there saying like 40 yards, four touchdowns, he's going to come in and dominate. It's going to be rusty. He was rusty in that preseason game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get your hand. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely rusty in that game. Yeah. You, you, you want to come out and you, and it's something you guys said in Slack that, that, you know, I didn't really think of that I'm behind now is let it rip, man. Like yeah. don't hold back. E- no. Even though he might make some mistakes, he might throw three interceptions on Sunday. Right. Who, who the heck knows what's going to happen, right. but run the offense, run the version of the offense. You want it to be, you know, with RPOs, shotgun runs, whatever that may be. Right. Um, using his legs and just let it rip and play some football and see where it takes you. And you hope it's not a situation where he goes, you touchdowns a touchdown to three interceptions, and everybody's like, Well, we got a Russell Wilson situation here, don't we? Right. You know, this book ten right. or That's not gonna happen. Not in a fancy offense, not with what he got out of Baker Mayfield. You right. see how good this offense is and how well it's designed to to kind of take the pressure off of a quarterback in a way. Yep. You know, and something I don't want to steal from your thunder, but it gave me a thought. Somebody said first play uh
0: deep to short. Fumble 13. Yeah. Deep to
1: yeah. short. So I wanted to think what do you, what would you want the first play to be on Sunday and I'll tell you what mine is.
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um I would say I mean I appreciate the the insi- the the instinct to just go for the throat right off the jump. But I, I would say, I mean, realistically, what I think will happen, my prediction is that they'll run the ball
1: yeah,
0: uh, just to give, get his feet wet, and get get through the operation once, um, and it's, you know, they run the ball in first and 10 a lot. But if if we're throwing the ball, I'm throwing a slant to Cooper.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a good – you think RPO slant or just a regular drop back –
0: Oh, that's a good question. I mean, that's one of the big debates here, and I think you know, like, I don't want to let's let's so let's shelve the RPO thing for a second. I'll say straight drop back, maybe out of shotgun, probably a shotgun. Let's 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 run a shotgun slant to Cooper. Let's get him. Let's motion to empty. Get him one on one on the wide side of the field and hit hit Cooper for like an eight yard slant.
1: I think you probably had the two most likely (laughs) (laughs) plays right there. (laughs) (laughs) The only other one I would throw out was maybe a boot action. So you sure. run a little boot action and yeah. you come out and you hit Njoku, kind of yep. against that cover two defense, maybe sitting yep. there in the middle. I yep. can see that too. But uh, an yep. em- motion to empty, spread them out, slant to Cooper. Yep. That sounds good too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and I, so that's brought up two ideas that I want to discuss. Number one, you just said David Njoku. He's apparently now got a knee injury that's kept him out of practice two days in a row. Don't know where he picked it up maybe just because he jumped out of the freaking stadium to catch that ball on Sunday. You know, he he may have lost all of his ligaments because of that jump. Um, And, and, you know, we tend to think when we've talked about it in the offseason that that having a quarterback like Watson mitigates the loss of some of your weapons that you can kind of make plays out of structure, and that doesn't really matter who the target is. But it would hurt to not have David Njoku for this first game in Houston.
1: Absolutely. You know, you, you have a guy that has taken that huge step forward that we wanted to see for so long. You know, he's still a young guy. Don't get me right. wrong. He's still a very young football player, but he's finally taken that next step. And I think it's partly because of the quarterback play, which has probably been the best of his career. And I don't think though, if that's necessarily an exaggeration to say that no. through these 11 games with Joku, outside of those small sample sizes that we saw with Baker uh, throughout his tenure with the team. But at, with the way he can attack the ball at the high point, the way he's elusive after the catch. He doesn't seem like he is because he's such a big dude, but he's elusive after the catch. Uh, I I think, yeah, not having him out there is definitely tough. And if you look against Houston, I was just trying to pull something. My computer was going slow. Against tight ends, they they haven't really been targeted that much this season. The tight ends have caught 48 receptions for 530 and five touchdowns Hmm. against Houston this year. So nothing astronomical. uh, Probably just hasn't been – Available or something like that, but that's yep. something to watch too. Mm-hmm. But anytime you have a, you take one of your top three playmakers outside of the quarterback position off the field, uh, somebody has to step up. You know, Harrison Bryant, he's all right. Yeah. You know, Farrah Brown, right. He's all right. They're not in Joku, you know. Yep. So uh, it's Thursday. He didn't practice today, you said. So he yep. didn't practice today. He's kind of turning in that direction of not being Doesn't available, I would guess. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we need somebody to step it up. Maybe it will right. be uh game breaker, Anthony Schwartz there.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating because you want, you know, you kind of want this to be a coming out party of sorts, right? Like that's what would feel best as a Browns fan is, you know, you hang 40 or something on them and, uh, and you just, you're just, you know, by the third quarter, we're all, we're all, you know, cheersing uh, each other and then we're on to Cincinnati before the game's even finished and, you know, and I'm watching a world cup match. I've got two eyes on the world cup and the Browns on the other screen because, you know, the, the, the game is in the bag, you know, so that's what we want. You say it's the um,
1: opposite, right? Right, you're exactly. You watch the other game because this game is so bad. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah, so, you know, that's that's kind of what we want. But I want to go back to another thing you talked about, which is the RPO game. And I think this is an area that, you know, uh, our colleague Jake Burns uh, wrote a wrote a great article uh, on the OBR that is, I think, mandatory reading for anybody that's, that, that is a Browns fan at all because it, it's the closest that you're going to get to a preview of what this is going to look like, right? Because he took some of the things that Watson does well uh, from 2020 and then talked about the ways in which those could be incorporated into the Browns office and what they would look like uh, with the Browns personnel. And you can see it, you know, some of those clips, you can picture David Njoku running uh, on that, you know, that sort of uh, underneath mesh type concept, you know, off of boot action, like you're talking about. Um, you can imagine what it would look like for for DPJ to be, to be hitting that that deep comeback on the sideline and Watson kind of rolling to his right and putting it right down there in the corner. You can see the players and the plays meshing, and so it, it becomes really exciting. to, You know, you read that article and you're ready to run through a brick wall to see this on Sunday. So uh, I highly recommend that reading. But as far as the the run pass option, you know, uh, Jake uh, in our Slack mentioned that the Browns so far this season have run one, one, a solitary RPO so far this season, and and it's you know part of it is that it's not really the strength of Jacoby's, but part of it also is that it's not really something that Kevin Stefanski has done. He didn't do it in Minnesota. He didn't do it with Baker Mayfield, who had run them in Oklahoma. And he hasn't done them this year. So the open question is, how much do we see that on Sunday?
1: I think the only time we've seen the Browns run an RPO was in the Freddie Kitchens' uh, 2019 season. Is that right? Right. Would that be right? In 2019, they were running kind of, I don't know, what the hell kind of officer, had. Oh, yeah, that was just jazz, baby. It was all jazz. Wherever you could ever get out there, it worked for a little bit, a couple places. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. last time we saw it. And it was it was the exact same thing every time. It was RPOs. You hit back Beckham on a slant every single time. Yep. Uh, maybe fifty percent success. Yeah. But if you look at the data back, let's go back to what it was: Houston in twenty twenty, uh, the Chiefs and the Texans ran RPOs the most that season, uh, and Watson uh, was number one drop back on RPOs. Four. 39 yards, five touchdowns, z quarters of his pass attempts uh, when doing an RPO. But then you come to the Browns and and reading through those context clues that these guys have been saying this week, it's like it's like they're hiding something, right? It's like yep. the offense is going to be a little bit different because of X, Y, or Z, but they won't state what X, Y, or Z yep. is. I'm yep. guessing that's a big part of it. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily going to be pistol. I would think it's probably some RPO stuff in there. But yeah, O.G. Philly mitch I think mentioned it in the uh, comments. Uh, I don't think we'll see a ton of it. I could see maybe a handful of plays this week to kind of get their feet wet with that concept and, instead of hitting the ground running and just that being the focal point of the offense, even though right. it's a strength. But, yeah, I think maybe a handful of plays because they haven't done it this season and see how it works and, and then kind of run the standard wide zone scheme that Jake said in his film room as well, that uh, he should be very successful in running as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting question, right? Because you know, I think what OG is kind of hinting at there is that they might save some of that stuff that's more effective for the opponents the next two weeks when they get the the Bengals and the Ravens. I mean, you know, they obviously have to win all of these games to have a shot at the playoffs. But you know, as you said before, those divisional games count double, so those are the games that they absolutely have to have, um, uh, and, the, and that they'll need to pull every trick out of their bag to beat the Bengals. The Bengals are playing really well; they just beat a good Tennessee team in Tennessee. Um, so next week will be a very stern test for the Browns. And, you know, the Bengals are going to want revenge for that uh, Halloween ass-whooping that the Browns put on them. So, um, it, yeah, that that's the game next week. But you also, I think as people are saying in chat, and I, I we, we've already said you can't look past the Texans. So you definitely want to run your offense, do what you do best to get this win. And, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with putting some stuff on film to give the Bengals something to, to worry about. You know, I, I don't... I mean, there's the element of surprise, but there's also the element of which one of these things that we did well against Houston do you need to prepare for, right? And I think part of what makes Deshaun Watson so valuable, uh, this is a point that uh, Joe Thomas made this week. You know, he said, uh, if, you, if you put Deshaun Watson in any offense in the NFL, he would be pretty successful because he, there's not a hole in his game. He's got the athleticism. To run the ball, he's got the uh, pocket passing ability to run a, a much more static offense. He can run it out of the gun. He can he can run an under center passing offense. So his versatility is is maybe the Browns' greatest weapon because they are no longer pigeonholed by their their quarterback talent. Last year, the last two years with Baker Mayfield, the Browns had to be a certain type of offense for that mm-hmm. to work. It's the only way that Mayfield could be successful, even though he thought he could be a, a an empty shotgun. Uh, you know, run-and-gun quarterback, and then, you know, they tried to do that against Pittsburgh, and he almost lost his life. Uh, This (laughs) year, Jacoby Brissett could only be one type of quarterback for them. It was a pro-style, run-heavy, you know, uh, protect up the play-action shots and let him heave it downfield a few times a game. So the question now is, Kevin Stefanski can kind of do whatever he wants. What does he want to do?
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And It's a quote I've used to hear before. And if you guys have ever seen the movie Blue Chips, highly recommend it if you haven't. But there's a quote he says before they get ready to play Indiana. And he says, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. I'll yep. walk over there and give them my playbook right now because it's not going to matter. Right. Because we're going to do it. we do best and so we're going to be very successful at it. No matter if they know mm-hmm. it's coming or not, it's not going to matter. I think that's kind of what it is. Put it on tape. I don't care. You know, you, 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 right. you put it on tape. It's out there. It's fine. Yeah, the Brad's right. going to run this, but they're still going to be successful and running that concept, so I, I'm not worried about that at all, and I think you, you said it perfectly as well, that there, there's no more ham, there's no more hamstring in the offense, Right. Uh, Jacoby ran it, it was kind of bland, you saw some of those wrinkles thrown in with the reverse to Schwartz, you saw some sure. flicker type stuff, you saw some reverse to Njoku, which worked extremely well, uh, t- type things, but um, you're no longer hamstring, and good luck, I, I can remember who it was, it's one of the players mentioned this week, but good luck, might have been Betonio or Njoku. Good luck trying to stack the box now. I, I, I know if yep. you're playing 12 or yep. 13 personnel, that's just a matchup thing. But outside of that, good luck putting eight defenders in the box and we got him back there. A guy yep. that, like can do what Jalen Hurts does with his legs and with his arm or with a Josh Allen or a uh, Lamar Jackson, those type of guys that can run and throw um, just about equally as well. Uh, so it just opens up anything and everything you could ever want to do with an offense, even if he's at 85 or 90% of what he used to be. Uh, He's still an upper tier quarterback.
0: All right. So I, I, and I I think that's, you put it really well. And we've, we've really talked about Watson and and this offense for a a while now. So let me sum it up this way. Out of 10, 10 being the most, how excited are you for Sunday? And I I see people fumble 13, just said, I'm looking forward to the weekend for the first time in weeks. I want to hear from everybody in the chat. Yeah, One to 10. How excited are you for Sunday?
1: I'd put it at a nine two, you know. Nine I, two, okay. I think it's pretty. It's pretty up there. I think a ten. A ten was probably wild card weekend versus the Steelers. I was at right. a ten, right, for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at about a nine eight for the opener this year against the Panthers for obvious yep. reasons. Uh, <laughs> outside of that, most of the games this year have probably between a seven and an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think yeah. Every there, there we go. There we go. Yeah. We got a thousand from Scooter Thomas at that point. Yeah, boy. yeah. ten plus nine and a half for Eco yeah, I I think it's. Everybody's rightfully so in, in what they're saying as well. Yep. It's an exciting time to be a fan. It's 9s and 10s. That's all I've seen. It's 9s and 10s. You, you hope everything pays off as it should. Right. And uh, what about you, man?
0: Well, I said it today in Slack. You know, uh, Brad Stainbrook was sharing how excited he is. And I said, I'm all the way in. I, I'm, I'm right back to where I'm back to – this is the most excited I've been since the Chiefs game last year, the opener last year. I'm more excited than the opener this year because you knew that there was a ceiling on that. And there's no ceiling on this as far as I can tell. And I also said I'm ready to be hurt again, right? If if this (laughs) goes south, if he comes out and plays poorly and the fans are all over him and it's a nightmare, it'll it'll feel just as bad as when they came out in 2019 and laid an egg against the Titans in that first game and Greg Robinson got ejected for kicking some dude in the face. Like it's we're going all the way back, right? Like it's gonna be just as bad as that if it if it's bad on Sunday.
1: Yeah. I was like 14 rows up at like the 30 yard line. First drive was incredible. Mm-hmm. Place is going crazy. I think Dernis Johnson scored the touchdown. That drive. That's right. Uh, came in for Nick Chubb. Higgins had a big catch. Everybody, everybody was like, "That's one of the loudest I've ever heard." That stadium it was yeah. after they scored the opening drive. Everybody's like, "Yep, we have arrived. Here. We have we're arrived. We've got Freddie
0: Kitchens. We've got yep. Odell Beckham. We've got John Dorsey wearing a sweatshirt every day of the week. We're and we are we are here. I yep. have
1: remember the text from my." friends at work Steelers fans are like the Browns are going to be your problem. We just didn't think it was going to be that type of problem. Yeah. <laughs> but that was literally the text after they scored that opening drive. And they got this oh, yeah. AJ Brown just yeah. running out there. Yeah. Anyway, you I still remember, thing. you
0: remember when they, sh- you were at the game, so maybe you didn't see this, but they showed Mike Rabel on the sideline after he got Greg Robinson kicked out of the game. And yeah. he did the umpire, you know, like he was ringing him up. Yeah. I I still see that when I think about the Browns blowing a game that I'm excited about, I still see Mike Brable doing that in my in my mind's eye.
1: Talk about a coach that gets the most out of his players of maybe anybody Man. in the in, yeah. in the NFL. He, he
0: deserves right. a ton of respect and I really hope that he goes and coaches Ohio State just so that I don't have to see him in the NFL anymore. That would be convenient for me as an NFL first guy. Get out of here. Go 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 that to doesn't Columbus. Team
1: does make any damn sense. They just right. win
0: games. I know. Somehow. Every year. Every week. Every year. Yeah. And you know, I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'm not—you know—I'm not above taking a little victory lap. I had them in my top ten in the preseason power rankings, and then they came out Mr. and went zero and two, and I lost my nerve and dropped them all the way back down there. But I was right—they're—they're—they're they're, they're the best team in the AFC South, and it's not even close.
1: Oh, for sure, without a doubt. Even—even even without a quarterback, you know, they were still winning football games. Exactly. Like yeah. Uh, but you hope for the Browns specific to this game. You hope it's yeah. not like that because, right? Let's say fans go completely south and completely opposite of what people expect. Yep. Okay, you're going to have NFL Network destroying right. the Browns. Yeah, fans destroying the Browns. Yeah, fans of other teams. Oh, absolutely. Everybody oh, absolutely. Victory lapping constantly. Two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Two hundred fifty million on this guy, and he came to throw the ball. Right. You know, so you hope it doesn't come to that. Right. Uh, come out and do the thing, man.
0: Yeah. No, and I'm not yeah. I, like you know. Uh, Red Leader said in, in chat, "Don't give me anxiety." That's not what I'm here to do. I, I'm. I wanted to talk more about the excitement piece and and about how one of the things that like we're browns fans so we we get how this works one of the things about it is that you can still get excited despite knowing that that monster is out there you know there's the chance there's the chance that it goes wrong and i'm still going to be so freaking amped sitting on the couch at 12:59 as the cbs graphic rolls to intro us to houston and they've got the but they've got their E crew, their their fifth fifth tier crew, Spiro Ditas and Jay Feely doing this game. They're you know they've got it buried. It's it's visible in like the surrounding Houston area and Cleveland and nowhere else That's in the it. country. Yeah, they've yeah. got it in like twenty homes, you know, so that nobody knows that it's happening. And it doesn't matter. I will be just as excited as I was for every other Big Browns game since uh, what? I, I mean, what's the first one I remember? Vaguely remember the Elway games. So. There's only one there's only one speed is my point. And we're going to do it again. I'm back to doing it again. That's and and I didn't think, you know, when I came on to do the preseason or the pregame show last week against Tampa Bay, it was hard to get excited. It was hard to have excitement. It was hard to be, you know, optimistic. Brad Ward had to pick Jake and I up like four times during the ga- the pregame because it was like, <laughs> I don't know what what are we what are we doing, you know. And and I said, "Well, next week maybe we can get excited about Watson." And here we are. And I'm, I'm right with everybody in the chat. It's a, I'm in a nine, nine and a half, you know, I think to your point, like there's a different level for the playoffs, whether it's the guardians playoff game or the Cavs. Yeah. Pardon me. If it's the Browns wild card game against the Steelers, that chiefs divisional game, that's, that's where those tens live, right. Is where, yeah. you know, this is it and it's national and this is, you know, they, they don't get chances like this often. So that's, that level, I mean, I still remember back the 0-2 game against the Steelers in the wild card round where yeah. they, oh, yeah. they blew that big lead. Um, but That's I was at a 10 way. for that one. I remember that very vividly, how excited I was for that. So anyway, my, my point here is that we're back. I'm back. I'll speak for myself. I'm back in the same old position that I'm in so many times with this team of believing that the things that we dream about, that this team is finally going to be able to do those things. And 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 that it's, you know, we're going to see something on Sunday that we've never seen from this Browns team before. That's where I'm at.
1: I think that win last Sunday really, really helped. You know, it was yep. not because it was a win. It was the way they, who they beat and how they beat, they beat them in that fashion. You know, right. that it was halfway through the fourth quarter, and I was like, well, here we go. You know, it's over. The offense can't get the ball moving. You know, right. And Joker makes a catch. You know, and then the defense steps up, and it was just, it was a very, very big time win. And I want to say something that OG Philly said. Miles is going to be spotless by 1 p.m. That's what I do on Sunday mornings as well. I try to get a little go to the gym to kill some time, clean the mm-hmm. house to kill some time. Next thing you know, it's 12:45. Yep. You know, you crack your beer, you you, you get you get your sandwich or your wings or whatever the heck you're going to eat mm-hmm. and you settle in for the game. But it, yeah, I, it, it to touch on your point there. Again, it's not exaggeration to say that he has a skill set that we've never seen on a Browns football team. That's not fan speak. That's nope. not that is fact that's objective yeah. that his skill set is nothing like we've seen on on the Browns team even I mean Kozar and Sipe they didn't have this type of this no. type of talent this type of no. elusiveness. you know nope. it, it just never happened before so so we'll have to see how it turns out and, and when and it goes back to I think Jake said something about this week too and it's something you see in this film room it's like you only take a split second of a couple highlights you see why they made the investment mm-hmm. In the guy, given everything that surrounds him mm-hmm. outside of football, yep. you see why it was done, and yeah. you just hope it comes to where it, everything comes to a head and it just works out, and he's exactly what we thought he was.
0: Yeah, I mean, every you know, I mean, to your point, there were 13 teams interested, and uh, you know, given given the significant baggage that he's been carrying around for the past two years or whatever it's been, that you know, that's not insignificant. that that, that number of teams looked at the situation and said, "Yeah, that's all right." we'll give up, we'll give up, uh, you know, three first round picks and of a, a quarter of a billion dollars for the right to play this guy every week, because that's how good he is. And, and so, you know, I mean, that all, I, you know, all of that stuff is, is behind us. He has served his suspension. He has been reinstated by the league. He is eligible to play this Sunday and he will. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's the last that we have to hear about any of it. Um, I know that's wishful thinking, but that's where I'm at with it. Uh, and so it just becomes a question of what he can do on the football field. And I think, you know, I, I, it's up, up, up the thread, and I can't find it. But somebody said he's the talent doesn't go away. You know, and right. so, um, you you just got to believe that uh, that that talent is going to be on display as soon as this Sunday. And 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 you know, to go back to the the point that I've been making about, um, you know, ex, as excited as the Tennessee Titans game in 2019, or you know that Chiefs game uh, last year to start the season, in those games when the Browns got down. That's it. Because Baker Mayfield, for all of his strengths as a quarterback, the things that he could do well, he was never going to bring you back from a deficit in the fourth quarter. You know, th- th- this this game this past week was the first time the Browns have erased a deficit of seven points or more in the fourth quarter since 2014. Oh,
1: that was the Hoyer year, right? That yeah. was the Hoyer year they were seven and four. The, the, the Hoyer-Shanahan year, yeah. And they lost their last – for the last five games or something. Yeah. They, that yeah. Was that they season, fell right?
0: apart down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. They, have, they haven't overcome a, a touchdown deficit in the fourth quarter. We're not talking about like 20 points. We're talking seven in eight years. Unbelievable. So, so, Unbelievable. And, 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 and you, and you know, have to connect that to the quarterback.
1: Well, oh, it absolutely is. We, we've talked about it every single week. We say, it, it, okay, you got to keep close. You have right. to stay close because if you force them into obvious passing situations without that quarterback that can make those plays, well, you're not going to make a comeback. You know, you, you, the, the The team has always been – the success of the team has always been predicated on the success of the ground game. Right. Always. Ever since yep. they had Nick Chubb. Yep. Now that shouldn't be the case, and it's not the case anymore, even with Jacoby, you know. But the, even right. with Jacoby in there, we saw him as much as I loved what he did at those end of those games, making those – those interceptions in the end zone or in the yep. red zone, just not making the play. Mm-hmm. Even when they only needed 10 yards to get to a field goal attempt, they couldn't make those 10 yards. Right. Taking uh, a critical so,
0: sack at the wrong moment.
1: Exactly. And, yep. and you, you hope it's to the point now where, okay, you fall back 10. It's not over yet. They, they right. can st- we can still make this explosive enough. Yep. We have the playmakers to be able to make those type of plays. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, this is, you know, we're, we're at 45 minutes of show here. And I don't think we've, either of us have taken a breath. So I think that's also a good indicator <laughs> of where we're at excitement level for Sunday. And, you know, it occurs to me, I I hadn't thought about this, but like, we really ought to get basically the entire team on the OBR on, on the show on, on Sunday for the pregame, because like, you know, this is the sort of excitement. Uh, Oh, thank you Philly for the, for the subs. Thank you very much for gifting. We appreciate that. We're excited. And I'm glad that that is coming through uh, the screen to you at home. Um, Just the level of anticipation for this. And so, let, we're going to see. I, I, I'm going to try and see how many of you all uh, on the OBR staff I can get. I can rope into the pregame. I want to see like a quad box situation where we're all shouting over each other to be heard out of a, just pure excitement and adrenaline. For not for the whole show, but for like 15 minutes, we're just going to do like a Thanksgiving what is this dinner. Show I'm thinking of with yeah.
1: celebrities. Oh Ladies yeah, 70s?
0: sure. Yeah. What is that? Hollywood called? Squares. Yeah, exactly. We'll do we'll yeah, do Hollywood OBR Squares, squares yeah. on on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so we, we, you know, we've kind of previewed the game, but really more we've just kind of shared and, and uh, you know, somebody up thread said it's a good thing that we have this cause we don't need therapy. And I think that's, that's pretty much right. Like we're all just, we're just guys getting excited about a, a football game, guys and girls. Floor, I don't mean buddy. to, you know, uh, presume anything. Um, yeah. So we're excited uh, and uh, I'm glad that we could all kind of just revel in the excitement of this. Um, it feels good to do. But I do want to play uh, a special Deshaun Watson is back edition of Over Under or Buying Selling. Yeah. I should say Buying Selling. So we'll play we'll play an edition of Buying Selling. Um, and we're going to go from this game against Houston, and then we're going to zoom out to the whole six-game uh, remainder of the season, right? So right. let's start with, uh, are you buying Watson throwing for more than 300 yards on Sunday? Buying or selling? Selling. So
1: I think it I think it'll be in that 250 to 270 range, just because as much as success if they as they can find with with Chubb and Hunt, not so much hunt anymore, but much ground must think success that they could find on the ground with with Chubb getting his hundred yep. to one twenty. Uh I think asking for 300 is a little bit much, but I'm gonna say between two fifty and two seventy. So I'm gonna sell that.
0: Okay. Uh red leader with a uh, a subscription as well. Thank you very much, a gifted sub. We appreciate that. Um we are having fun. Uh and I'm not seeing anybody in the comments buying or selling that. So again, it's buying or selling. Uh, Deshaun Watson over 300 yards. Uh, Philly is selling that because he thinks we're just going to run it down their throats, and that's fair. So let's let's do that then. Nick Chubb over. Let's go. Uh, Nick Chubb's going to rush for more than
1: 130
0: yards. Oh, sell
1: that too. I think it could be right oh around 100 God, Cody. to to 110 mark. So if you, if you get let's say let's say. Watson has 270, Chubb has 110, and Hunt has 30. That's 410 total yards. Yeah. It's a pretty successful day on, uh, on offense. I think I'll put them around 110, even though the Texans, I think they're 25th. Yeah. 25th in rush EPA allowed, 26th in rush success rate allowed. So not a great run defense. But I'm going to put about 110 for okay. the game. All
0: right. Yeah. We've got a lot of people buying uh, Chubb over 130. Well, I'm an idiot, I just think, I, I mean, like this is where I'm getting carried away, but it just feels like a game where on offense they should have five hundred
1: yards. I I don't know. See what it's his best game. What's his what's his best game this season? Did he get to one Oh, that's second? a good question. I'll I will
0: vamp while you look that up. Um so
1: yeah, I'm on it. you know,
0: yeah, we we uh we expect Chubb will have a good and it's and it's a function of these lighter boxes, right? That's what we're all excited to see. So it's it's funny that as much as we're all excited to see Deshaun Watson, it's almost like you're seeing a different version of Nick Chubb as well, right? Because now He's running against a different sort of defense than he would have been running against last week against Tampa Bay. So
1: 134, 141. He's broken 10, 4 5, 6 times. Mm-hmm. Uh it's pretty good. So 141 is his is top? That week one, he had 141 yards and weeks five, he had 134 okay. with almost eight yards of carry. So yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, he gashed the chargers. I remember that.
1: Yep. Okay. Um,
0: so We've done passing yardage. We've done rushing yardage. Let's talk about the Browns. Uh, will score over 34 points buying or selling.
1: These these are right. This is close. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do three in a row. I'm gonna sell. I'm oh, gonna my sell goodness. It. I'm gonna say they get to 33. Th- okay. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now I think it'll be 31. I have, I have a feeling yeah. it's like a 31 to 19 type feel. Oh wow, kind of high. I feel yeah. that game going. Okay. Um, so I'll go 31. What do you think?
0: Uh, I would say they. I I feel like they can hit. I'm i, I ex. So I like it's tough right now because I I I have to admit that I'm getting carried away. Right. So like, I if I try and bring rational Andrew back in here for a moment. I think 30ish sounds right. I agree with you 31 yeah. would feel like a really solid start considering knocking the rust off and everything else. But, you know, the Vic, my viking soul, you know, that just wants to eat drink the blood of my enemies, you know, is is like 45, you know. <laughs> Five, exactly. 550 yeah. yards and 45 points and you know, like Houston is contracted as a franchise after the game because it's just like, well why even come out here anymore, you know. So Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Screw, um,
1: rational exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. like that, screw rational Andrew Exactly. Screw rational Andrew Well, I finally pointed out earlier we, we did a round table earlier this week Where we predicted their record for the rest of the season And I predicted yeah. 6-0 I, di- I did that mostly because nobody else was doing it And I wanted to right. have somebody out there plant that flag um, But I think it's very easy to make a case Because as I said to you earlier this week uh, Which games are they not going to be favored in? If Watson is who we think he's going to be Which game is, games are they not going to be favored in? Next week, right? That's it
1: I think it's the only one. I think they're right now at three and a half point dogs, but right. if they come out and perform this week, it could go down to like a two and a half yep. uh, type type line. Yeah, they won't. They, they, you know, they
0: there's something they can do against Houston that would make them favorites against Cincinnati. That's not possible. No, no, no
1: that's not going to happen. Not going to happen.
0: No, so I, I, they will be underdogs but, next week. But if they yeah, the if Ravens, they had thirty something on Cincy, yeah, and and embarrass the the Bengals defense in the process, they've got the Ravens at home. They've got the Saints at home. They're favored in both of those. I think even if it's a very short favorite against the Ravens. I think they're favorite against the commanders on the road, I think, right?
1: That's the only one I think that might be like a minus one.
0: Just because of the home game dimension. Because of the home game, because of
1: their defense. So, you know, it's like minus three, kind of you're you're losing two, you know, if you're the home team. Minus three is like the standard. So if you get to minus one, you're kind of losing two. I could see that being really close. But, Yeah. yeah, your overall point is very valid. That if you look at it, it's probably only the Bengals as of right now that they wouldn't be favored in. Yeah. Probably. And again, that's
0: that's the assumption that Watson is the Watson that we saw in 2020, that he is ready to yeah. erupt, so to speak, uh, against uh, Houston this week and for the rest of the season. Um, Ty Sox suggested one buying or selling. Uh, let's uh, buy or sell. Uh, Browns have three rushers over 40 yards in this game.
1: I got to sell it. Bec- uh, three running backs or three players?
0: Oh, oh, Ty Sox way in. <laughs> Let's three say three players. Three Let's players. say three players.
1: Three players over 40.
0: Yeah, he confirms players. So that'd be okay, Watson, Hunt, so that and Chubb, Watson, Hunt and Chubb, right? Watson,
1: Hunt and Chubb. Chubb's going over 40.
0: Yep. Uh, Hunt's, Hunt's probably going over 40 cuz they're going to they're going to rotate him.
1: Let me see. Hunt has gone over 40 uh two, four, five, 6 games this year. He actually has eclipsed He's only clips fifty once, yeah. which is interesting. That's,
0: yeah, Kareem, that that whole situation uh, bums me out, man.
1: I gotta sell it, man. I gotta sell oh it because I, because I don't, I don't think Hunt is gonna get that for you. All
0: right, okay, all right. So let's let's uh, let's do this one then. Uh, the Browns will win another game this season. Buying or selling?
1: Yes. <laughs> we'll buy that one. How about how, about, to- how about let's do this? Buying or selling the brown? Well, you've already said they're going to go six and zero. Yeah. How about for the well, chat, but buying or selling the Browns win four more games this year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Buying or selling the buying or selling that the Browns win four or more games. That's the question. Buying or selling? I'll I'll buy that. Not just because I think they'll go six and zero, but I I just don't see them losing to uh, certainly not to the Texans. I don't see them losing to the Steelers, and I don't see them losing to the Saints. So there's there's three wins right
1: there. Yeah, those are the three I had. I, I had a three and three. In the um, Anthony, about both had three and three as their record down the stretch. Yep. yep. Which, you know, frankly, I was to look
0: disappointed look. to see because that's that's crazy to me that they're going to lose feel three a little of bit these
1: different games. today. So
0: yeah. Oh, the exci- the excitement's there. getting to you.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. But yes, ask, ask me on Sunday at twelve fifty seven. I'm going to say they are going to go six and <laughs> out. You know.
0: <laughs> they're going to somehow win seven of their last six games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nine nine games. Take them all down. <laughs> No, but four and two was be would be phenomenal. Yeah, four and two would be awesome. Okay, here's a statistical
0: uh, yeah. question from Scooter Domus. Um, what is the percentage chance of them winning the last six? That's a good question.
1: I don't have the exact figure. But I yeah, say, but just I just just it...
0: rough math. It feels like between like five and ten percent, something like that.
1: I was gonna say, I was gonna say eight percent was yeah. gonna be my that was gonna be my figure of winning yeah. of winning all six. I, I, yeah, I I think it's highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely for any team to win six. Exactly. Games in a row. It's just hard. It's hard. The NFL I'm is too City, yeah. Miami. Yep. whoever you are you're going to win a game you shouldn't and you're going to lose a game you shouldn't yep. um so yeah i think it's very difficult uh, i would put a four and two at probably 40 to 50 percent right i think that's pretty realistic but yeah yep. i think going six and zero, oh, are definitely in, in a single digit yep. percentage wise i think yep. at least
0: right and you know and that's where their playoff odds lie their playoff odds are like just under 10 percent. so yep. it kind of makes sense right because they they have low you know they have really limited themselves to very few options to get out of this pickle that they've put themselves in. And it does, you know, like I, I think to your point uh, a little bit ago, you know, I wrote this when I wrote my power rankings column this week. I, I said, you know, the NFL is more playoff focused than any other league in any sport anywhere in the world, right? NFL teams feel like if you don't make the playoffs, why did you even have a season, you know? And, and that's yeah. that's how the fans feel. That's how the media feels. If you don't make the playoffs, you're a, you have failed. There is no such thing. You know, the only exception I would say is a team that is rebuilding root and branch like the the Giants this year. If they miss the playoffs, you can't say that their season was a failure. With Daniel Jones at quarterback and the amount of growth that they've had in that roster that has no talent, that's a successful season. You know, like the Browns in 2018, right? They didn't make the playoffs, but down the stretch they found their – at the time we thought they found their franchise quarterback – and everything was was coming up roses, even though they had fired the head coach in the process. In some ways, that was part of the win, right? was that they didn't make the playoffs, but Hugh Jackson was gone. So, they'll take it,
1: right? I think that makes me think – I just started watching the end season Arizona Cardinals hard knocks last yeah. night. And Cliff Klingsbury said something in there uh, similar on those lines. He said, "You know, as a head coach, if you don't make the Super Bowl, you're the worst coach that's ever existed. Right. You know, so, it's, it's similar to that concept, but that's how the fans feel. That's how you probably feel as a coach because you're – no matter what the status of your team is – if you're right. not getting to the playoffs. You 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 think that you failed that season because exactly. that's that's what you're getting to. It's right. getting to that level, right. and I think I don't think even for this Browns team failing to get to the playoffs this year with what's with all the circumstantial stuff going on, but if you finish the four and two, that uh, to me that's successful. I would say that's a successful season. Right. If you go in and you finish eight and nine. I think absolutely it's a successful season with all that's going on. Uh, I I would paint that. Um, as a real as a realistic option and as a yeah. realistic take,
0: well, and I'll say this too. They are two and one in the division currently. They've beaten the Steelers and the Bengals lost to the Ravens. If they can beat the Ravens and beat the Steelers, they have a they have a winning record in the division with a win over every divisional opponent. And I don't yeah. have the stats in front of me, but that can't have happened many times since they've been back in ninety nine. So yeah. even that is an accomplishment to finish the AFC North with a winning record, You can say everything about the other missed opportunities in games against the Falcons and the Jets and the Chargers. And we know that story. That story is well-documented. But that way to finish with a winning record in the division, uh, and as you said, a a winning record where they would be 5-2 and over the last seven games, uh, with the quarterback looking good, you'd have to feel really good. Now, the the downside is you've got nine long months until you get to see them take the field again. And then to the point that I was making before, the excitement on the on the shores of Lake Erie for that kickoff in 2023 will be unlike anything that we've seen, um, even that Tennessee game or the Kansas City game or any of those others. Uh, but but for, to your point, Cody, I think you're absolutely right. Four and two, and I think really crucially, a winning record in the division. Get to four and two in the yeah. division as well. And I think that's a pretty meaningful accomplishment because if you can repeat that next year and have, you know, sort of – Normal luck across the rest of your schedule, you're probably winning the division. Yeah,
1: you're probably sitting at eleven and six. Yeah, you know, right. and, and, and you won the division, absolutely.
0: Yep, yep. And I think Scooter Thomas made a great point in chat. And I just want to shout this out. Defin- definitely difficult to do to win six to go six and zero, but the schedule is not overly scary. And the the thing is, their luck was so bad in the first part of the year. If that could reverse, and they did get a few bounces, that's the way that it would happen, right? Because Watson helps. But you still need those bounces to go your way, even with an elite quarterback. So well,
1: they'd be uh, six and five right now if a couple if they had exactly few bounces, right?
0: Right. And then now we're just talking about can he get them to three and three, or you know, four if they can go four and two, they're probably winning the division. Yeah, I mean, we could sit here all night. We could do an entire another hour on the missed opportunities of this season, but it's just it's a bummer. And we you know we had a good we you know we've been on a high all night, and I've really enjoyed. Previewing uh, Sunday's game, but really just previewing what it's like to have a franchise quarterback, and so excited to do it with you, Cody. Um, thank you so much to everybody for joining us in the chat. What a love, a lively and lovely uh, conversation with everybody. We really appreciate that every time we do this. Um, we will be back Sunday for pregame uh, at noon, and uh, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna heckle everybody that I work with to see how many people we can get on the stream at once. Just just to share in a moment with everybody. So we want we want to share that with you. On Sunday, Um, I know that there's a lot of people in the broader NFL media landscape that are not excited for what's happening Sunday. Um, And I don't care, frankly. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a Browns fan, and that's not changing. And so I'm excited to celebrate that with all of you Browns fans out there. And we will do that on Sunday for the pregame at noon. Join us for that. And then, of course, we'll break it down afterwards, uh, no matter what happens. I promise. Uh, Until then, for Cody, for Ian behind the scenes... Thank you all for joining us. My name is Andrew, and uh, this has been Weekend Kickoff. Go Browns. We will see you on Sunday. Go Browns. Okay, picture
1: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.